Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the new Spectator USA website. I'm joined today by Elizabeth Harrington, who is a senior writer at the Washington Free Beacon, and we're going to be asking, dear Ivanka, what is your game? Liz, I'd like to talk to you about Ivanka Trump, because at the moment there seems to be a social media campaign called Dear Ivanka, where various celebrities write to her and sort of demand that she stops her father's abhorrent policies. And it seems to be she's become a sort of, I mean, she's always, I think, presented herself as the acceptable face of Trumpism. But she's become somebody that people beat up and simultaneously revere as the voice of reason within the Trump orbit. Is that a fair summary? Do you think that's the role that she's playing in, in Trump world? Well, yeah, I think she she's a person who, prior to her dad becoming political, wasn't at all political. And I think it's fair to say that she, for any uh, political aspects that she had, was fairly liberal. Clearly, she uh, married Jared Kushner, who's from a very liberal family. And I think she wasn't all that political until, obviously, her dad got ran for president and then became, became president. president. Yeah. So I suppose, I mean, her whole social set would now be very anti-Trump. So she was put in a socially difficult position for her personally. Right. And I think she's... Uh, kind of handling it in a way now that she's uh, gotten into politics she actually is sounds more and more conservative all the time but she doesn't have that she still has this essence about her that she's nonpartisan, which i think is her go-to that's just the way she is but it's funny because that axios interview which got all this attention and which kind of led to this celebrity campaign because they asked her what her low point was in the White House and prefaced the question by saying a lot of people in the White House said their low point was the family separation of uh, immigrants. And she agreed and said yes. But if you listen to the rest of her answer, she says, actually, immigration is very complicated. I'm a daughter of an immigrant, but my mother came to this country the right way and came legally and we're a nation of laws. So she actually sounds more and more like her, her dad's uh, immigration policies, which is interesting. I think as she's working in these issues, uh, she's actually becoming more conservative. But, that, but that's what I find quite interesting about it. It's not actually the substance of what she says. It's the fact that people feel that she's okay. <laughs> right. Uh, she has a very, yeah, she has a very calming presence. I mean, just in that interview, and they said, you know, people were lined up outside to get in. People really kind of gravitate towards her. I mean, she was a model and she was, was a celebrity before this. And I, I don't know, she has this very air about her that is I, kind of unifying in a way, I think. Well, also, I did something a few weeks ago about her saying that, you know, the press is not the enemy of the people. Right. And everybody fell on those words. And they were so grateful that whereas Trump was saying these unacceptable things, she was the voice of reason. And I think it's very, I just find it very odd. And I'd like to know why you think Americans are so keen on her as this sort of moderating voice of the Trump administration? Well, I guess uh, because she's, I mean, it was funny because that question kind of 
uh, when I got the sense that it caught her off guard. And at first she didn't even really know what it was referring to, which is kind of interesting because I think to her, it's kind of like, oh, that's just dad. That's just his silly tweets, you know, oh, he can't, we can't help it, you know, he's just going to tweet these things. And doesn't, I don't even think she really, it took her a minute to realize, oh, that is what she's, you know, this is a question referring to things that her dad, the president, has said. And she's just being honest. She just answered it, no, I don't think the press is the enemy of the people. So people see this as some big defining break when really, I mean, of course she doesn't. She, she likes the press. She's, I mean, her sense of her, her default sensibility would be more leaning towards the left. And so uh, of course she has no problem with the press uh, personally. But a lot of people speculate quite wildly about what Melania thinks. Right. And what, and, and, you know, that she's, she's deliberately saying things to, to kind of go against her husband and things like that. It's not quite the same with Ivanka, is it? No. I mean, I don't think this was planned at all. I think the Melania thing is far more fascinating because those are actual statements, you know, that her press person puts out. And I think it might just be a fun game they have where where the president says one thing and then she's like, all right, I'll disagree with him on this and, and get everybody all stirred up about it. I don't know. Or it's just her way to be uh, have a little bit of independence. But Ivanka, no, I, when you listen to her, everything she said in that interview, she's really on board with the economic agenda and she's really working on all these things. And it's interesting, too, because I think the Trump administration sees that and the political campaign sees that, that she is an attribute when you come to these issues and to try to get women voters and suburban women. And apparently they're reporting now that she, they're going to send her out more and more into blue states to do these economic forums, to try to get some more of these white women, suburban women who are turned off by her dad. She swings the soccer mum vote. Is that the idea? Right. Because, you know, they like her and she's very, I mean, she's, she's very appealing. I mean, this interview she gave, she, she knows her stuff and she's really good at touting the Trump economic agenda and she's well versed on it. Just yesterday she went to a community college uh, welding center in Illinois, you know, meeting with uh, all these uh, different local officials and different people at this community college. And that's her big thing, vocational training. I mean, she sounds like a more and more like a conservative when I say that. I mean, she's talking about in that interview, well, college is great. We shouldn't discourage college, but also college isn't for everyone. And we want to talk about vocational training and do more of that and and consolidating these government programs, making them run more efficiently. I mean, conservatives have been saying that for years, how there's so many duplicative programs for job training that don't work, don't have any accountability. And Ivanka's saying all those things and, and working on those issues. So I think she's going to be an asset for them in trying to get those voters and touting the economic agenda in a different way that her father can't. And do you think there's a natural progression to Ivanka 2024 or Ivanka 2028 or something? Yeah, maybe further down the line. I mean, I don't quite see it yet, but it is interesting because she does, she's pretty, she's still young. She's what, 36. And, but when she sits in this forum with some tough questions, she had some, you know, 
she was she was on her game. She knows she knows her stuff, and I think I it, she kind of does sound like a, a savvy politician in some of these answers. I could I could see it potentially down the road. I don't think I don't think twenty twenty four quite yet. And I who knows if she would even want it. I mean, she's in the spotlight so much, but she kind of has it a little bit better because she's not getting the brunt of everything because she's just an advisor and she's not the the obsession of the media every day 24/7 but i i suppose what, what a lot of trump american trump fans like about donald trump is that he doesn't think very carefully about what he says or he doesn't yes. seem to and that is very appealing in people it's certainly what i find amusing or entertaining about him with Ivanka Trump, you get the complete opposite. She's very cautious, very deliberate. She's obviously thinking about her brand as a human being quite a lot. Right. I mean, let's say she does become a kind of political figure in, in the future. Will she carry the, the Trumpist vote or is she too much part of that political class? And I, I mean, that's what I find so interesting about the way the media like her is that they feel that she's one of them, whereas right. I don't think they feel that about her father. Right. She's definitely, she's, she's definitely so, it's kind of amazing. I mean, compared to her father, she's so polished and more like a politician than he is at all. I mean, in that, I agree with you. That's totally his appeal, I think, is that he's so unconventional and not scripted. So it's very interesting. And I, I think that is that way about her that makes her more, palatable to people who aren't fans of her father and you don't naturally uh, gravitate towards her dad I think that's why she's more appealing to the more conventional the the way more conventional politicians are appealing to some you know moderate voters but that yeah that is interesting I mean in the future if she did run she probably would get her father's voters, though, just because, you know, that's her father. It would well, be... yes, and, and the Americans, and this is something I think Brits find hard to understand, Americans do think dynastically yes. about politics. Uh, I mean, I remember talking to some Trump fans when I was in America in 2016, and they were, they were really enthusing about the idea of a future contest between Chelsea Clinton and <laughs> Ivanka Trump. That was like, and they loved it. They loved the idea of that. Yeah, what is, that, what is it about us that we're pining for the days of royalty, you know, what we broke away from? <laughs> you want, we want inherited these... power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I certainly don't want to see that. I think we have a country of, you know, 300 million people. There should be more than a couple. I think that's what people were so... That kind of led the way to Trump, right? They didn't want a Bush versus Clinton, at least in the Republican base. And that kind of helped elevate Trump by, by Jeb running. They were so sick of the bushes. But yeah, pe- but you're right, though. A lot of people do. They like the familiar, I guess, and the last name, you know, if it's a if it, whether it was a Bush Clinton or now a, maybe a Trump Clinton. I, I have to say, I think Ivanka would beat Chelsea if they ran against each other. Uh, at Ivanka's the moment, a little bit more yeah, Chelsea would have to pull off something pretty spectacular, I think, at the moment. Right. <laughs> I suppose another aspect to it that we should probably mention before we we wrap up is is Jared and what what is your sense of the role of Jared? I mean, we we've heard a lot that his role has diminished within the administration now, but is is it always Ivanka that talks to to Donald Trump, or is it often through the medium of Jared? 
I think Ivanka definitely has has more sway, but they they kind of went away for a while. But I think I think that's a lot of just media speculation. I think they're very probably the. I mean, they're not going anywhere, and they're pretty. They're I mean, family is so important to Trump, and that's the only people he really trusts. And so I think they have a, still a very powerful position with him. But Jared, yeah, he's. It's kind of seeded away to Ivanka on these economic issues, and she's starting these different uh, White House initiatives that I think Jared is still working on. But, I mean, his thing has been the Middle East peace process, so I think that's been his issue. And we just haven't heard a lot about it because there hasn't been much progress and much to report he's not on. Doing a, he's not doing the great job that Trump... Right. And we did. I mean, you don't know whether it's true or not, but you did get that quote in The New York Times the other week that Trump likes to say, you know, I could have had Tom Brady as my son-in-law and I got Jared. So (laughs) that might be his views on Jared. It sounds like something Trump would say. But he's changed. I think he's changed because he used to big up Jared a lot. He used to always talk about how proud he was of him and how great he was and how he's as good a businessman as he was and all that stuff. He seems to have softened on that. So what you're saying, I think, is that Javanka is now becoming Ivanka. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's just my perception. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, he—it's just he hasn't gotten much attention recently, and I mean, she's she's out there leading all these different issues. And I mean, the only thing that she mentioned him on was the uh, pardon of uh, Alice Johnson. That he was, she said, Jared was more involved in that. But yeah, I mean, he's he's staying behind the scenes. So, but maybe that's uh, that's what he wants to do. You know, maybe he's getting more stuff quietly, quietly done. Or, or perhaps the Mueller investigation's coming after him. <laughs> right. right. Uh, Liz, we'll wrap it up there. But thank you very much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer.